I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. What's a toolbox? A toolbox is a box full of tools that you use to build something great. Do you want to build your real estate business into something great, something massively profitable and productive? Well, we've got a toolbox for you. Basically, we've collected all the tools that the rock stars of the past have given to us over the years. And uh, many times these tools come in the form of a checklist. They come in a form of a postcard that they're sending out that's very different and extremely effective. Uh, They come in many different forms, and and many of you have gone online to the show notes and downloaded these toolboxes. The challenge is you have to go back through each episode to each show notes on the website and download them one by one. Well, I've put them all together. And I've created the Real Estate Rockstar Toolbox. And I'm giving this toolbox away free. Tons of items of utility from many of our past Rockstar guests. All you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. Or make it easy, simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Use the tools that the rock stars are using to make more and more commissions every day. Okay, Rockstar Nation, boy, we have a guest coming from blistery cold Fargo, North Dakota today. I have Eric Hatch on the line, and we are going to go Deep, 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 deep on how to maximize the showing partner model and the ISA model to where it really, really works. And uh, he has a saying, uh, his job is to piss off his competition. What is it? A little bit every day. What'd you say before we got on, Eric? Uh, if, if they're listening, no, that's not what I'm saying. But if they're not listening, <laughs> then, then yeah, my, uh, if I'm if I'm shaking shaking some feathers and uh, ruffling some uh, ruffling some people's skin, uh, maybe I messed that up. But either way, if I'm getting under somebody's skin, I'm doing it right uh, because my my job is not to do what everybody else has done. My job is is to risk big, uh, to fail big, and to keep on moving forward. Wow, I love it. Okay, so anyways, El- Eric, welcome to the show, boss. Thanks, man. Good to be here. Hey, um, why don't you give a little bio on you yourself so the Rockstar Nation could get to know you a little bit better? 
Oh, you got it. Uh, so uh, my name is Eric Hatch out of Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, I have the privilege of uh, running Hatch Realty. Uh, Hatch Realty is our brokerage, uh, but in there uh, we just operate as a team, and so we're the Eric Hatch team of Hatch Realty. It's just easier to say Hatch Realty, um, but I'm really bad at naming things, and so I just <laughs> always put my name on it, and that seems to work and stick. I got into real estate full-time in 2011 uh, and have been uh, kicked out of a previous brokerage, and then I went to a rebound girlfriend brokerage uh, for nine months and lost about a quarter of a million dollars with them. Uh, and so really made some bad uh, bad choices uh, in, in my past to lead up to this now. Uh, Hatch Realty has been open for about three years and four months. And so we're still in our infancy, but we're trying to figure it out every day as we go and as we grow. My team in total is about 35 people. And we closed 594 transactions last year uh, for about $127 million in volume, $4.1 million in GCI. And this year we're pacing for between $725 and $775 for closed transactions. And uh, having some fun will be over $5 million in GCI for the first time ever. And uh, yeah, with that, I've opened up a coaching company called Hatch Coaching, again, very cleverly named. And then we have a marketing company and an event planning company that I also run with a partner called called a bovo wow man that's a lot and i got like 12 questions already uh (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be fun man okay so uh first of all you know congratulations on this year which will be above five million dollars it sounds been there myself a few times what is your what's your net profit on the four what'd you do four three last year one we did we did four one i was at 20 Twenty-two percent net profit, so nine hundred k. No, so you didn't make a, a million bucks. Uh, I didn't. I didn't with Hatch Realty. No, oh, okay. uh, but with with all my companies combined, uh, I, I was right there. Yeah, that's it, awesome. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. no doubt well, that counts. Yeah, tax return income's over a mil. That's nice. That's take a picture of that. You know, but uh, uh, of, oh. me, of me of me crying or me celebrating? <laughs> no. A little of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So. All right, so let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, you know, what everybody driving down the road is thinking is, what the hell did you do to get thrown out of a, a company? <laughs> you know what is uh, the brokerage I was with, I love uh, still to this day. I butted heads with a team leader. It, it's as simple as that. I, I didn't listen. I was developing a team that I was a really bad manager and leader for. I hired people to ride on my coattails instead of me uh, building runways for them. And it created a holy hell of a mess uh, within uh, within the brokerage. And I didn't listen. I wasn't coached well. And then the caveat of all of it is I had one of my team members do something fairly illegal. And that was a reflection on me uh, and my leadership. Even though I, I didn't do what he did, I allowed him in my world to do what he did. And so uh, yeah. I got shown the door in, in April 2013, uh, four years ago, almost to the day. Holy dirt. Well, what did he do? What can, can we learn from that? What, what, what? Yeah, you know, okay. So he was, he was, uh, I, I live in a border city. Uh, Fargo, North Dakota is a border city with Moorhead, Minnesota. And he was, uh, he was licensed in one state, but not in the other. We were reciprocal states, but he didn't have, uh, because of some past financial issues, he couldn't get licensed in one of the states. And so we had very strict rules that said, uh, you're basically going to be uh, along for the ride if you have a 
client that needs to look in the other state. And so one of our buyer agents will work with you. You write up the contract, I'll sign my name on it because you won't ever be representing them. It's going to be one of our agents. I'll just pay you what's yours because you were representing them. We'll give that other agent a bit of a cut. And he had somebody who went to an open house in the other state. And as they did so, they wanted to write on that house. And so he uh, happily obliged and just wrote on it without ever uh, going to it and then went to the inspection and everything else representing them illegally in that state. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I got I got I got kicked out, Pat, because I, I was a bad leader and a bad yeah, manager. right. Yeah, it, you weren't in control no, of your people, right? They were just I mean, no, sir. Yeah. So we, we we were a team of thirteen, and I had an expansion market seventy miles away as well. You know, I figured I had been a, a team for six months, so may as well open up my first expansion market. Yeah, of course, uh, that's about right. Yeah, makes 100%. <laughs> that's uh, about right. And two uh, deals and in two of, deals in in the area, probably far away. Yeah. You know that you've done. Yeah, and so. you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I saw I saw Ben Kinney did it, and so I'm like, well, hell, I can do this. I've been uh, I've been a full time realtor for 18 months. May as well jump in. And uh, <laughs> and so it all came crashing down. My team of 13 fell apart, and I only had two people come with me. So I went from a team of 13 to a team of three overnight. Wow. Yeah. So every yeah, so nobody came, huh? So that's interesting. Yeah. So then you had to restart. You opened your own company. I did. I spent nine months at a rebound girlfriend brokerage and they were kind enough to take me in, but I negotiated maybe the world's worst commission deal where three of us had to give $100,000 in commission just to be a part of that brokerage. Uh, and then, uh, and that was in the course of a year. And then when we moved, we moved in January of 2014. They weren't happy that we left. And so they took every one of our pended transactions and didn't pay us a dime on it. And wow. so that... Well, did I you owe them? I mean, did you... Oh, oh, oh because... Oh, right. So they just held them because they said they're ours. They're the brokerage. Yeah, that's the yep, yep. that's I, an old I, I model, and it's was... it's certainly an antiquated model. Certainly, people yeah. still brokerages still do that. Uh, you know, you hear about it all the time. They shouldn't. You know, it's what they right. did just, back in the day. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, and. Uh, and, and I learned my lesson there. And, and honestly, Pat, I'm thankful that they took me in because I was a broken puppy dog nine months prior to that. And, and when I when I got kicked out of my previous brokerage, I needed somebody to take me in. And so I learned more lessons of who I wanted to be and who I didn't want to be in those nine months. Uh, and then I certainly learned after I didn't get paid out almost $150,000 of money that they owed me, I certainly learned who to trust and who not to trust. And, and, and I felt a bit like a prostitute, you know, like I, I felt completely used and uh, and graded and it was simply about money and that's just not the world i want to live in yeah so now you're your own shingle right you're you're in control and yes. you know certainly now it's never going to be anybody's fault but your own uh at this stage because mm -hmm. you are the broker and you gotta you know worry about losing your brokerage license so i'm sure you're you're paying a lot more attention now and you're seeing a lot of things clear so let's talk about you know how you're kicking such ass you know let's talk about <clears throat> what you're doing specifically so that we can learn from it uh, uh where is most of your business coming from 50% of our business, no matter how we grow and scale, 50% uh, of our business is sphere referral and past clients, people who already know us. 
And so we're, we're taking great care. But remember, I've only been in real estate. This is my seventh year full time. And so I don't have this great Rolodex of past clients yeah. who are turning over just yet. And so we're relying more on being uh, socially engaging in our community. And I've lived in Fargo my whole life, Pat. And, and before this, I had a job in ministry for almost a decade. And I, I earned more social capital and social clout where people liked me and trusted me. So the transition into real estate allowed for people to instantly, if they trust me with their kids, which they did, they're certainly going to trust me with their house. Okay, so this is a good story. Okay, so tell me about that. So for 10 years, you were a minister at a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I did youth ministry at uh, at a church in Fargo for eight years, and then I worked on the local college campus for about a year and a half after and, that. And that was your job. It was. Yep. Okay, so that was your full time job. And now, why did you go from ministry to real estate? I was broke. Uh, it, it was. Uh, I had a buddy who was a, a realtor say to me, he said, Hatch, you're good with people. You should be a realtor. Uh, and he knew I had major money issues. I had made more financial mistakes while working a $30,000 a year job than I ever cared to admit. And uh, I, I had mounds of debt and had to get into real estate to eliminate that debt. Once I eliminated that debt, I still was doing both jobs. I, I was full-time ministry and part-time real estate. And uh, was doing fairly well with both, but my wife and I had major infertility issues, and insurance had run out. And uh, if I wanted to be a dad, I had to fund it. And so, mm. wow. Um, so, so I moved. I moved full time into uh, ministry. Excuse me, full time into real estate in 2011 because I wanted to be a dad. And it took about a hundred thousand dollars of investment uh, into that. And I now have two kids, which uh, are the loves of my life. I mean, just the coolest gift I've ever been given. But uh, I had to. I had to pay. To, to be a dad. Yeah, and to pay, the yeah. only way I can get that. That's, that's I, awesome. That's a good story too, like, right? Because it just shows what you can do with money, right? I mean, you know what I mean? That That's, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. That's, so that's good. So now you go back, right? And I assume you still attend the same church that you ministered at? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you're there at the church. How involved are you? Like, what are you doing at this church to build these relationships that... Uh, you know, allowing you to sell so many houses. Uh, you know, I intentionally shied away for for quite some time. I had to heal. If you ever, if you've ever worked at the church, you see the the underbelly of of what it is to work for a nonprofit and for a church. And so sometimes going there feels more like work. So I actually took a breather and I, I worshipped some other places in town. And it was just to try to refresh my soul and, and to get myself back in line with who uh, I, I knew I needed to be. Uh, but I, I don't go to church to sell. I go to church uh, to worship. And in fact, I'm pretty pretty in and out. I'm not as actively involved as I, I once was. Um, but what I what I did do is. Uh, I, I was a youth pastor from 2003 to 2012, mm. and in that time was really when uh, social media started to become a thing. And so I was using social media as a real estate platform before I ever started selling real estate because I was building relationships and rapport with people. I was uh, I was a giver and not a taker. Uh, I was engaging and engaged on social media. And so all those things developed a really big following. And I was able to do church. Uh, I, I, I'm a, a writer as well, Pat. And so I write devotionals and that sort of thing. And I was doing all that and sharing it on social media. And so I was creating a, a worship community even where I was. 
Yeah. Uh, wow. And, and, and so I had I had people, and I still have people who are are following me uh, and, and watching to see what I do. Um, and, and so, so you're I'm still inspirational curious. to them. They still look up to you. And a lot of those people, I imagine, were kids, teenagers. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, a decade or half a decade even, and uh, they're graduating <laughs> college or lawyers, doctors, whatever. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're they're buying homes now and their families are. And uh, I built. Uh, oh, and their families, big, too, right? Because they remember you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, built, I built a pretty big nonprofit while working at the church as well. That's raised about a million dollars locally. And that got me social clout and credibility as well. And so back to the the, the root question is uh, half our business comes from our sphere uh, and people who know us because uh, we, we subscribe to uh, it's better to attract a referral than to ask for a referral. And so all my agents, uh, unless you're an ISA, they're only working with people that they already know. And so we're teaching them how to just be valuable in people's lives. And then eventually that will cash out. Okay. So let's talk about that. Like, let's say an agent out there listening is, is says, okay, I like that. It's a good, it's a good term, better to attract a referral, right? Um, yeah. I think, I think I stole that from Michael Mayer, but I always want to give yeah, credit. I was gonna say, credit yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, uh, how do you do that? You know what is, uh, I, I think of, I have some friends that are financial planners and uh, Lord love them, but if they call me up and ask me for coffee uh, one more time because they want to learn about my life, really, they just want to sell what they're, what they're pushing, right? Mm. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to build a business and they're working in commission and I, I totally get it. And I've fallen victim to that a few too many times as both the giver and the taker in that. And instead, we're telling our team now, like, you know what? Bring value to somebody. Ask about their life. Ask about what's important to them. And, and sincerely listen. Uh, those who ask great questions, Pat, control conversations. And those who ask great questions make the other people feel good. And then you also find out what their motivation is. People will in, intrinsically ask a realtor, how's the market? And your response shouldn't be good. Your response shouldn't be, well, it depends if you're a buyer or a seller. Your response should be, uh, what does that mean for you? Uh, are, are you curious what your home is worth? Why are you interested in selling? What's your motivation? And you ask about their their life and, and their family and you find out what it is they really want because everybody cares about real estate. We don't have to be the ones to bring it up most of the time. What you if just they're just BSing with you? I mean, what's a comfortable, is that like, what is the exact sentence you should say? How's the, you know, because people say that all the time. How's the market? Right. Uh, if somebody asks me, how's the market? I'll say, uh, it depends. Are you buying or selling? Which is and, true, which yep. is true, right? Because uh, and, you know, and, and what's what your price are, range? Yeah. Are, are, you, are you asking what your home is worth? How long have you lived there? What do you value about your place? Uh, how old are your kids now? How much space are they taking up? And, and when you ask the right questions, you're going to get uh, the right answers instead of just saying, well, the market's strong for buyers right now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Okay. So what about the other half? Where's that coming from? Uh, so the other half, we, we have an aggressive growth plan. We've grown, you know, I, uh, in 2011, I sold 52 homes and six years later, we sold 594. And, and so, <laughs> okay. wow. All right. Well, and, and that, and that's in Fargo, North Dakota. We have about a seven and a half percent market share here. And so our growth is this, the other 50%, I, I subscribe to radio. I'm in, I'm in rate radio and television experts, which has been a really great gift for a uh, mind share for me. And so radio and TV are big for us. Uh, that's probably about 12 or 13% of our business. Uh, another 12 or 13% is Commission Zinc. And another 12 or 13% is Zillow. Everything else, the last 10% are open houses and sign calls and that sort. Mm, wow. 
Okay, so with Zillow, Commissions, Inc., essentially what you're doing there is you're just you're just buying leads, right? We sure are. Yep. Yep. And let's, so we know, we understand where it's coming from and we've heard, you know, them all before. So let's talk about your structure because mm-hmm. this, these are some things we may not have heard before, especially someone who's doing it on a high level uh, and someone who's doing it successfully and profiting, you know, close to a million bucks on a real estate company. So tell me about uh, how you have your showing agent scenario set up. Excellent. We subscribe to a model of deeper versus wider, and, and that's pretty evident. If if you were to look, I, I have nine producing agents in my company in, in Fargo, and then I have two expansion markets as well. So I have a total of 11 producing agents. Last year, we had 10, and we did 594 transactions. And so with, with so that- So they're doing that, an average of 50 each. Yeah, 60 Deep, each. Yeah, 60 yeah, sales each. So each agent is, is averaging you know five a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there goes the deeper versus wider. So yes. how? How? Uh, we believe in in specialty specialty places for people. So our our listing side, uh, each each of our listing agents has a listing assistant. Uh, that's essentially the the relationship builder. And then we also this year are trying out. We have a listing partner, like we would a showing partner on the buyer side. We have a listing partner. So we're doing all of our appointments in office all of our listing appointments in office, but our listing partner, she goes out and she builds the rapport and the relationship. She takes some pictures of the house and helps us to get really accurate on the CMAs. Uh, our conversion rate is so, I think we're uh, converting over 80% of our listing appointments because we're doing them in office. Okay, so let's, so let, let's slow this down a little bit. Okay. So somebody calls up, they're like, Ed, you know, I, you, you, you helped raise my kids. I remember you from church, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We got yep. this house. We want to sell it. Right. And they're doesn't matter. Right. They, let's just say they call. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Who do they speak to? Uh, they'll always speak to the ISA, the inside sales agent. Uh, and uh, that is the entryway into our company. Okay. Um, even, sh- even if it's somebody in my own sphere, I'll send them to the ISA. Sure. Because they ask all the right questions and, and do the proper handoff. All right. And then she has a series of questions. She runs through said questions. Then what? Then the appointment goes over to the listing side. Uh, if we're talking just listings right now, yep. The listing agent and the listing partner are both making communication with the seller to set up and establish rapport uh, and to arrange. The, the time so has already been arranged. Both calling when, when them. The are. So now they're now they're dealing with three people, right? They're dealing with the ISA. They are. Yep. And then, do they call them together or are they calling them separately? So you know they get one call at one and another call at two. Yeah, they're they're introducing the next person. The okay. ISA will say this uh, this next person is going to call you, uh, and then the next person is going to say this next person is going to call you because they're all doing different roles. And, and mm-hmm. if if well articulated, it's not confusing for the consumer. Okay. And that's where a lot of people fail. Is, so the, is they fail to introduce and hand off really well. Okay, so how's it work? So the listing partner mm-hmm. and the listing agent. What's yes. the difference? The one goes to the house and, and one is the actual agent. 
Right. We treat it like a doctor-nurse relationship. Uh, the mm. listing partner is going to be the nurse uh, where they're establishing uh, the better connection. They're essentially doing the triage appointment. Both the ISA and the listing partner are doing the, the triage of asking all the questions, getting all the details about the house. And then they're introducing the listing agent as the one who's the master price setter and negotiator. Wow. Okay. So th- this person goes out to the house. How much time are they spending there on average? Uh, 20 minutes, 30 20 minutes, minutes maybe at, at most, and but, I, but it, I assume personality-wise, they're like a high I, high S type personality. Uh, Di, Di, yep. Our, our listing agents and listing partners will all lead with their D and have a higher I uh, to okay. accompany it. All right, so they're similar. So they go out, they you know they make friends with them. They, mm-hmm. they, are, are they giving them advice on how to fix it up, or are they just just making they friends are, with yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 giving them some pointers on what they need to do. But I've now sent out somebody who is who is learning the gig and, and who is there to build the relationship and who isn't my top paid individual. And so we're able to to leverage that better. And she her entire job is to drive around town all day long, doing pulling some comparables to set up for our agents, uh, as well as building the relationship with. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. So the listing a- partner actually now brings someone with her. No, no, no. She's she's going around. She's doing com- comparables, and she's communicating all this back to our listing agents. Okay, okay. So yep. she's out there. She does that. Then she drives around. She pulls the comps. She hands it off to a listing agent, or mm-hmm. or does she schedule a listing agent appointment? That's already been scheduled by the ISA. Okay, yeah, so they, the, the ISA books two times. Yes. This time, this person's going to come, and this time, you're going to come here. Then, mm-hmm. then she hands off, she gives them a sheet, obviously, or something that says, hey, you know, this house is great. Da-da-da, here's the details. She gives them comps. And then what does the listing agent do? Uh, by this time, they've received a, a, a pre-listing packet. They've talked to the ISA. They've talked to the listing partner. And so if they're still with us, we have them. You know what I mean? Like, like they've invested this time, they've received all these resources, and we've been validated by them for them to go to their second appointment and their third conversation. And so the listing agent goes in there, and they've been set up for a greater level of success. Uh, they're simply talking about strategy. Uh, they're talking about we, we get price reductions at the listing appointment, and so we get that set there. And, and and they're they're of course building rapport, but they're saying this. They're educating them on the market and educating them on how they should basically be priced so that they can sell fast and for the most amount of money. And how long does that appointment take? Ah, uh, forty-five minutes, maybe. Uh, of course, when you get uh, the gift of gab and some BS, uh, right? Sure, it, it yeah. happens. But you know, so each each of my listing agents will sell over a hundred homes this year. Podcasts Nation. Boy, listen, the emails, Facebook comments, everything is blowing up with regards to episode 500, Dale Archdeacon and Sam Monreal, the premier experts on real estate leads in the world, I would say, were on and it was a phenomenal show. They have a class on Rebus University, they have three classes that are being offered at 195 bucks each, the Certified Outbound Lead Specialist. Certified Inbound Lead Specialist, and the Certified ISA Manager course, all with a ton of videos, a ton of tests, and a ton of special downloads to help you build your outbound leads, your inbound leads, and your ISA teams. And so we are offering them for 100 people only, 100 people only, we're giving a bundle. 
And in that bundle, you're going to get all three, and you get them all three for 495 bucks, or you can buy them separately for 195 bucks each. You know, take the shortcut. Avoid all the mistakes. You know, the right way to do it from the beginning, right out of the gate, turnkey and easy. Improve your lead conversion. Improve your ROI. More commission dollars. I mean, just get the roadmap from proven experts. Your return on investment of 495 bucks is tenfold just from one sale maybe 20 fold just from one sale i mean the cost of this course has a massive return on investment a massive one look at the five star reviews on rebusuniversity.com of all of our other courses and you'll see that uh, we don't make crap we make courses that are phenomenal and these are some of the best we have a hundred percent money back guarantee and again, it's proven experts who walk the talk. They don't just teach it. They're in the trenches every day. Now, when I did the interview with them on episode 500, they offered their emails to the world. And I'm like, dude, you do not want this. This could be a mistake. I said, let's just make this bundle. We'll make it 100 people for the bundle. We'll close it after 100. And anybody that gets the bundle... We'll give them out your emails. So that's what we're going to do. Not only do you get the bundle, but you're going to get their private emails. So you can email them questions you have as you go along or just email them and say hello. And that will be only for the first 100 people that jump on this. One way to get it, and that's just the text bundle. Text bundle, B-U-N-D-L-E to 444-999. Just text bundle to 444-999. Get the ISA manager course, the outbound lead, and the inbound lead course, all in one. This one is one of the best. Trust me. That's bundle. <laughs> That's bundle to 444-999. Text the word bundle now. Okay, so now let's talk about how do you pay these people. Sure. Uh, usually with money has been my best <laughs> move so far. Yeah. So so listing agents, uh, when they're starting, um, so let's go back to the listing partner. The listing yep. partner gets paid $30,000 a year. Listing partner gets paid thirty grand a year. Okay. Yeah, and then they get, uh, they get 15% if they're the ISA, if they're setting somebody from their own sphere. Oh, we're, we're, okay, wait a minute. Yep. Right, so they get a 15% bonus if it's you know if it's a referral to the company basically yep yep right uh and, and you know i'm already paying them a salary to lead generate and so i i can pay less in that regard uh and half of that person's salary so if they're making 30 grand half of it fifteen thousand, is paid by my listing agents eventually they'll pay for that salary in full but when we get to the buyer side you'll see how we graduated okay up so they're con con confused but i'm gonna what you're gonna i'm probably gonna understand it better when you tell me about the listing it has a listing agent get paid so the listing agent gets paid uh straight commission they get 31 percent of the commission if it's if the listing is taken at six percent and they get 37 percent of the commission if the listing is taken at 7% and we average a 3.4% commission on our listing side. And so when they can charge more, we make more. And, and so I'll, I'll give them more as well. And so each of our listing agents will make, gosh, between 150 and 250,000 this year. 
Okay. So they're on straight commission. Thirty-seven mm-hmm. percent or thirty-one percent, either or. They're, they're you know they're good checks, right? But um, they're they're also paying the ISA, uh, and so they'll the, oh, the and ISA. then they have to pay the. Wait a minute, <laughs> but they're also paying the listing part, the listing yes, partner. They are. Right? Yes, they are. They're paying for leverage, and, and so they can they can do more of what they're best at, and when they do more of what they're best at, uh, we build the leverage around them, and uh, they're going to have a fat and happy life, and they don't have to do all the crap that they don't like to do. And they got to pay the ISA too. Yeah, they pay the ISA ten percent for a set appointment. That ten percent of their thirty-seven percent. Right. So so you'd make twenty-seven percent so in that scenario. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so if ten percent of the thirty-seven, thirty-one percent is three three point one percent. Yeah, yeah. No. So there, the ISA will take ten percent off the top, and so if, if if the ISA sets the appointment and it's a it it's a twenty-seven percent to the listing agent, ten percent to the ISA. Wow, that's that's a lot to the ISA. Does the ISA get a salary? Yes, they get uh, they get two grand a month. Okay, so not much. So okay. So really, it's kind of like a restaurant scenario where you have a waitress that, you know, tips out the bartender and tips mm-hmm. out the busboy. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have a listing agent that's kind of tipping out the ISA and tipping out the sh- the listing partner. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me let, let me let me validate this just a little bit, Pat. So, in the last four years since I got kicked out of my last brokerage, I have over a ninety percent retention rate for the the people on my team, admin and agents included. What did you do? Uh, it, it, it's culture. It's leadership. Uh, it, it's the amount that they can do. It's them in, working in specialization instead of generalization, and then it's the way in which they feel uh, when they're here. And so we've we've developed this this solution of of leverage in their life where people really are operating in their as the best version of themselves. Mm. And so and, and so when, when we can get them to be at, at their best, and our listening agents are at their best when they don't have to chase the, the have-not-mets and when they don't have to do all that intake stuff and when they're not driving around town all day. They sit in the office and they, they negotiate and they, they sit in meetings and, and they'll all close over 100 deals this year. And I, I imagine you're probably a better at hiring as well. Oh my gosh! I I have uh, you have to. Be. I, I I haven't mastered it, but I've gotten way better than I was. Yeah, yeah because I mean, you had a shitty retention before, right? The ten out of thirteen left, yeah. which is like seventy some percent, and uh-huh. then and, uh, and that was that was both me hiring the wrong people and me being the wrong leader. It, it was both. Well, good for you for being conscious of that and. Yes, and sir. changing so fast, you know, most people don't mm-hmm. have the ability to change fast, you mm-hmm. know, but you clearly do. Okay, so now let's flip it on the buyer side because this is a very intriguing. So uh, let's do the same exact thing we just did. Can it, you know? Can you explain how uh, the buyer process works and uh, how you pay everybody individually? You bet. So the ISA will receive the lead if it's uh, a company bought lead, um, Zillow or Commissions Inc. or Radio, whatever it may be, and they'll set the appointment for the buyer agent. Uh, The buyer agent will call, introduce themselves, and remind the person of their appointment tomorrow at 4 p.m., whatever it may be. In that appointment, it's the buyer agent and the showing partner that are that are in that same appointment they're getting the buyer under contract uh, establishing this is what the market looks like this is how the showing okay, wait, 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 wait. Be involved. so the lead comes in from commissions inc zillow yes, referral sir. someone that knows you radio any of these sources and mm-hmm. it's a buyer right mm-hmm. the isa is so good 
that they're able to say, come into the office, the old Floyd mm-hmm. Whitman Cito, come into yep. office or else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we don't uh, we don't do appointments at houses. It's in office or no deal. What if I'm you know I just want to see the house? Well, Pat, what we know and what we understand is that most people uh, don't buy the first house that they see, and so we want to be able to show you the other houses that are on the market right now, as well as set you up so that you can see uh, down the road and you don't in a desperate time make a desperate decision with a desperate agent. And so we get those people in office for for consults, and we get them under contract traditionally ninety percent of the time when they show for their appointment. And and you have a lot that just don't post. We'll have, uh, boy, I think we have a 28% no-show rate. But okay. remember, the ISA... So one in three won't post, but that's just yeah. that's just part of your deal. You don't get upset about that. You're like, eh. No, we... They're not, they're not serious. We know that if the, if the emails, the text messages, and the phone calls don't go out by that buyer agent, they're not going to show. Um, but if we're staying in front of them and reminding them uh, of their appointment and, and connecting with them on a personal level, not on a professional level, but a personal level, that's where the ISA, if they ask great questions, they know the person's a, a Packer fan. And so we know that that's the conversation that the next buyer agent is going to have is, uh, so how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers this year, right? You're, you're, you're building that rapport on a, on a personal level so you can talk to them about things they care about. And when they feel heard and cared about, they're much more likely to show up for the appointment. That's awesome. Okay, so two out of three show up. Then what happens? Then two uh, people are meeting them? Uh, yes, correct. It's always the buyer agent and, and usually the showing partner unless they're out on okay, showings. So again, it, we have a doctor and a nurse. Yeah, and that's exactly how we explain it is this market moves pretty fast. We're uh, under $300,000 in our market is very much a seller's market. And so uh, with our average sales price of $220,000, that's a very easy articulation to say you need to get into houses fast and you need to be able to act quickly on your schedule and not on ours. And so we're both going to be here for you. But this showing partner is going to be the one opening the doors and taking you around town. And they're seeing houses all day, every day. So they may be able to tell you houses that you don't even know exist yet. And then the, what do you call the other agent? What do you, the, it's a buyer agent and a showing partner. Yep. Buyer agent, same thing, partner and agent, partner and agent. Yes. Yep. So the partner is the, again, the one outside, that's the outside salesperson showing mm-hmm. constantly letting you in the lockbox key, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she and must, this- she must be a maniac, right? With um, just like with her schedule, right? She's just, She's just out. I mean, if she wears a Fitbit, she probably gets 40,000 <laughs> steps a day, right? I mean, she's Saturday, Sunday, just buck wild, yeah, it, right, with that stuff. But, but Pat, there's there's a broken thing in our industry that that keeps some great people from getting in. Uh, and that broken thing is that, hey, if you can go four to six months without a paycheck and do this full time, we'd love to have you as a realtor, right? That's how most people entice folks is uh, come here and uh, in four to six months, you'll get your first commission check. Right. And instead, we're paying these new agents a salary to leverage our, our higher producing agents and we uh, have them train and earn the opportunity to graduate. So I've built my bench. I have brought in talent that couldn't make their way in otherwise. And we're leveraging our already really talented and experienced agents for them to uh, be more profitable for us as a company. And then we're building a training system where these experienced agents, the listing agents and the buyer agents are training the showing partners and the listing partners. 
And so we have a, a, a full system of training, a full system of accountability, a full system of leverage, and a bench. If anybody ever leaves me or if our growth happens where we need to graduate more people up, we have folks who have already been in our system for uh, a year or two at times, and they're ready to jump in and fight. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so now compensation. Yep. Our buyer agents are on a 50-50 split. Uh, with the company, and then they will pay the ISA. So the ISA gets paid 5%. And so then the split would be 50, 45, 5. So so the buyer agent, right? Again, the waitress uh, yep. is tipping out. Is she on a, she's straight, he or she is straight commission, right? Yeah. Yep. And and what are they doing? Like what, like what is their day like? Like they don't leave the office so, yeah, not, not not near as much. Uh, Eight thirty to nine fifteen is script and role play every day. Nine fifteen to ten forty five is lead generation. Ten forty five to eleven is team huddle, and everybody's day starts at eleven oh one. And so they're then in buyer consults, they're negotiating contracts, they're training, they're showing partner, uh, they're doing more lead generation, and, and then they are, they're active in the community. And so we, we want them all to be in referral and network groups. We want them to be volunteering at at least one place in the community each month. And, and so they are, they're not people that sit in the office as much as it maybe sounds. They're folks who are active and engaged in the community. And then if they get somebody, right, through yep. church or whatever... They put them in the same system, right? They don't. They're not treated specially. They just get a fifteen percent bump. You're talking the showing partner. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The, the, sh- the showing partner will again same. They get thirty thousand dollars, and then what about uh, the what about yeah. any of them? Yeah. Let's say the list the showing the buyer agent. Yep. Her mom wants to buy a house. Yep. So she's does on a fifty-fifty split. And does she put her through the through the nurse and the doctor and the ISA? The ISA wouldn't touch that one. The, they'll they'll be the one to set their own appointment in that regard, but they'll still work with the showing partner traditionally. Okay. Yep. So they still kind of put them in the system. All they right. do. So let's get to nitty gritty because I got lost there. The 50-50 <laughs> split, that makes sense. Then they have to pay the partner. The person is driving around, uh, yeah, letting they're, them they're all paying- in, the super lockbox woman. What? Yeah, they're they're paying thirty thousand dollars a year. They're paying that entire salary of that person. They're getting billed from the company twenty five hundred dollars a month for that. For and and then what about how does she she makes commissions though, right? Uh, the the showing partner will make a fifteen percent split on anything from uh, that they bring in. So they're really they're like an apprentice, an apprentice, or. Um, what do you call it when a doctor's in, in residency, in residency. Right? Yep. yeah a doctor's mm-hmm. residency because they don't make crap right so th- i mean 2500 a month to go crazy with the cheese whiz non-stop right mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. houses over and over and over again and mm-hmm. and are they do they see that as a boot camp to to graduate i mean cuz i would think and the devil's advocate would be like hey that's not enough money i mean that's a lot of work yeah. Well, if you're a doctor uh, and you spend usually three or four years in residency before you ever get the opportunity to make a six-figure income, and in our world, you're going to spend 12 to 24 months in residency, and you're not going to have a quarter of a million dollars in debt when you come out of it. And so they get the opportunity to build relationships and to learn from the best in the industry. And those are the people on my team. And so they're really set up for a great life. They have to, they have to bring in at least a dozen deals from their own sphere 
in order to even be considered for graduation. And so they're making nice. they're making the company money. They're making money, uh, but they know that they don't have to jump into real estate with six months of not making any money to hope that they know how to do it. You know, what is it? 70% of people don't make it past their first year in real estate, and every one of ours does. <laughs> yeah, and just like a doctor, they go from, you know, nothing to a ton, right? You know, uh-huh. a doctor goes but, but from 30000 to two hundo right away uh-huh. without the debt, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're able to do that, and then they get the 12 deals. They get the year and a half or whatever it takes. Then all of a sudden, they don't have to, to run around anymore. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they you know can start negotiating all the contracts, dealing with the agents, da, 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 and make one hundred fifty to two fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know my, my, my top buyer agent this year uh, will close uh, near one hundred and fifty homes and will make about four hundred thousand dollars. So, not a bad doctor job. And this is his this is his third year in the business, by the way. No, fourth year, fourth year in the business. What did he do before? He did uh, marketing around the country for banks, basically put on bank uh, window stickers. Yeah. Jeez. So <laughs> 400 grand he's going to make and, and yeah. uh, he's going to sell 150 houses. Yeah. And he has two showing partners. So he's spending $5,000 a month on leverage. So, so you gave him the opportunity to pay for another showing partner. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get them five more if we need to. Uh, uh, if, if I don't make my world big enough for him, he's going to pick up and leave. So I, I continually have to figure out how do I make and enrich his experience with the leverage that he has and the culture that he's in. How do we make him feel on a regular basis and how, how are we allowing him to grow his business within my business? Yeah. So he's probably every day he's just negotiating contracts. Yeah. Just yeah. nonstop. And, yeah. And in a lot of consults and yep. Oh, right. And a lot of consults. And just like a doctor, he's there. The people come in. He rolls into the conference room, consults mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. rolls out mm-hmm. next, rolls yeah. out next. I mean, then, he's building a great relationship and rapport, but yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, right. Uh, just like a doctor. And then in his mm-hmm. spare time. Just like a doctor would look at x-rays and read blood tests, he's, exactly. he's negotiating contracts, you know, for these people. And, and, yeah, and well-articulated. Wow, it's fascinating, fascinating. I love how this is set up. Can you tap into a little bit about how the rest of your team is set up? Because it's just, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, the best thing I ever did is I, I built myself a leadership team. I, it's a team of six. It's myself. It's our broker who obviously I'm a broker as well, but uh, man, I don't want to deal with all those day-to-day problems. And so I have our broker. Then we have the leader of our listing department, the leader of our buyer side, uh, the leader of our ISAs. And then we have, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Oh, and then we have the leader of our admin. And so... I have those key leaders and I report to them, they report to me, but I don't have to manage anybody else except for those folks who are right in front of me. Yes. Yeah. I used and, to do uh, the same thing. I called it the board of directors, you know, and yep, you'd yep. meet every week and be like, what's going on in, in here? What's going on? Now, would you, the only thing I see missing is marketing. Yeah. Uh, and marketing falls under admin. Uh, and then okay. I remember All I right, said, cool. I own a, I, I own a marketing company. So that's kind of me. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that's yeah. that's what you like to do. 
Yep. Yep. It's, it's the, it's the way in which I built this uh, was being a natural marketer and now we're uh, scaling and doing some bigger things uh, than just our company. And, and so all that, all that falls underneath uh, each of those people uh, receives profit share on top of what they're doing. Uh, so they're invested in the company. And then I also have basically a golden handcuff thing where we all have life insurance policies on one another that if I were to pass away, they're going to inherit a six of the company. And so uh, they're with me kind of forever unless they want to let go of something worth millions of dollars. Okay, so can you articulate the, the life insurance, that like a key man policy? Can you yeah, can explain yeah, exactly. like how, how, how does it work for someone who doesn't understand that? So they all took out life insurance policies on me, and, and I pay for that for them. It's uh, part of their compensation plan. And so they have key man life insurance policy, and each one uh, in full transparency I think is worth a half million dollars. We valued our company at three million bucks uh, when we set this up last year. And so my wife would take a sixth of the company, and then my five key leaders which would each inherit a sixth of the company. So they'll, they would get a life insurance policy of $500,000 cash, and then they would, because of the, uh, the contracts that we have with them, they would immediately buy my wife out, and they would become the owners of the company. Do they have to? Yes. According and, to that contract, they have according to. According to the contract, they have to. And is it taxed? Is the half a mil taxed? No, it is not. So it's tax-free half mil. It immediately has to be paid to buy your wife out, which makes yes. sense. Yeah. And then they run the company, and she retains a fifteen percent. Yeah, she she uh, she it's it's our family name, and she wants to at least have a voice at the table. Yeah, yep. sure. Yeah, I mean, and the money too doesn't hurt, yeah. you know. And so therein lies a your life insurance policy, right? You don't really need a personal life insurance policy because you got that. I mean, that's, yeah. Well, I, that's I, I three I, million. I, I mean, that's. I have, Personal ones too, you know, Pat, I, I grew up with one foot in the welfare bucket most of my life and I lost both my parents at a young age and uh, oh. I learned the, the power and the importance of, of life insurance pretty early on and, and I don't need uh, millions and millions of dollars, but I know the good that it can do and the security that it can bring and so that's what I'm excited about and uh, I'm just, I'm leveraging my money and my time in the best possible way I know how. Wow. Wow. Well, this has been fascinating, Eric. I really appreciate uh, you coming on and, and, and sharing this. Um, is there anything that you would be willing to offer the Rockstar community here that like, I, I can put on my website and uh, you know whether it's your scripts or some of your forms that you use to keep all this track? Because I know everybody struggles a little bit with team building and with accountability mm -hmm. and with uh, systems. And it seems like you really got it together there. You know, one of the things that we do, I, I told you I have a coaching company as well. I don't have a desire to be a, a, a coach full time. Uh, I do it to stay sharp and to master my craft and to earn some residual income. And what we're doing is we're doing seminars and we're doing uh, summits and we're doing a, a, a series of web videos and just things that we can give back to. And so if you go to coachingwithhatch.com, you'll have access to all that. And uh, uh, we want to be an open book, transparent uh, group of people that can give back. In, in the best possible ways and then hopefully uh, and selfishly is you'll say you know what I, I like what these guys are doing and so you come to uh, a summit or a mastermind where we can earn a couple bucks and we'll rise the tide together awesome dude well I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of Eric's information on hybendigital.com backslash Eric Hatch 
That's hybendigital.com backslash Eric Hatch. I'm going to put links to all the things we talked about. I'll put links to some of his coaching ideas and services. and every, Everything we talked about will be on hybendigital.com backslash Eric Hatch. Now, here's the tricky part. It's Eric with a K, right, bud? Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. And it's H-A-T-C-H. Eric, man, you've been awesome, buddy. I really appreciate you taking time out of your super busy schedule. And, hey, you know, I don't have any plans to be in Fargo, North Carolina, but what <laughs> after what I learned today, I may make a special trip out there just to check you out. North Dakota is the best place on earth, man, so long as you bring a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boss, have a great day. Be well. God bless. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday. But in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.